Hey, friends. I don't take that greeting lightly, by the way. For you to show up today makes my heart smile. That means that you want to engage, slow down for a bit, and just be in a safe space. Imagine us just sitting, having a cup of coffee, and this is our catch up for the month. I'm excited to share what's been going on and how we can be relaxed with each other. Welcome to 22 Conversations. I hope this podcast finds you well. I'm LaTanya, and I don't know about you, but I do need a few moments just to breathe today. I created this space to share insights, quotables, revelations, and an opportunity to speak life into you and your situation. This podcast is inspired by my early morning conversations with my cousin, Renee. Renee was my friend. Um, She was so down to earth, charismatic. She was lovable, no nonsense, and got along with everyone. She had a big heart and always thought everyone deserved a second chance. Every morning, like clockwork at 6 a.m., either my phone would be ringing or I would be ringing hers and we would be having coffee together. We would talk about work and how it'd be nice if we didn't have to go to work. We would talk about family, love, life, and God. We would laugh, we would cry, all the while we was getting ready for work. That level of friendship is reserved for only a few, and as it should be. The level of effort to share every aspect of your life are for the ones that you know will protect it. I learned so much from this relationship and from her. In this life, to have that level of engagement in another person, not just for fun activities, but real activities, is precious. I never knew how much my cup was being filled until it wasn't when my cousin passed away suddenly and I was left devastated. To this day, I have no words, but I have my grief. And my grief is mine. It is present. It is sometimes quiet, but never silent. If I sit too still, it becomes loud. When it becomes loud, I distract myself until it is quiet again. But with loss after loss, grief will win and you just let it need it. You just need to let it be loud. After processing through the grief, what I heard was that I needed to live. With grief came the understanding that the love that I had for this person was so real that it still exists even beyond death. In that moment, I knew grief was only for this time and space and that we would be reconciled later. Energy never dies. It just changes form. God has got the situation under control and we just need 
to rest in him. No one can tell you how to grieve or for how long. You must move on, but never let anyone diminish why or how you grieve. 22 conversation is one way to honor what I cannot do in this physical world any longer with those that have passed on. But it is a legacy that will help continue those conversations. During the pandemic, with all that time to reflect on a lot of things, it became ever increasingly important that if you survive, you wanted to live your life as you are and to do it authentically. One of the many things that I wanted to be sure that I stood on was how people pronounced and spelled my name. Being a Black person in America, historically, my ancestral name was taken from me. And even within my recent family history, it was changed so mail could be distinguished and delivered between my grandfather and a white person in the Deep South. As I grew up in real time, I saw how my grandmother didn't correct people on the spelling of her first name. It was that time and place that kept her quiet, but I decided to change that for myself. For the longest time, I just allowed in professional spaces for my name to be shortened and or abbreviated, L-T-T. And at the time, I was just going with the flow. Didn't want it to be a big deal. But that line of thinking was not helping me at all. It was just making it easier for the other person. I didn't feel seen, heard, or respected. It was a convenience for the other person that just let it go. But it just felt uneasy. And I wonder why they couldn't sense my irritation. I noticed even after I told people my name, they would still call me the wrong name. Anything that they felt was easier to, to say. So in 2020, I made decision to correct anyone to call me by the name that I was given. I made sure they spelled my name correctly with the T capitalized. I have to say it is 2024 and my correction game is still strong. I make no apologies for standing up for me. I even put it in my instant messenger at work when you click on my profile. You will see the spelling and pronunciation. It always makes me surprised when people say, hey, I like that you put that in your instant messenger profile. I know secretly what they're saying is that she carries herself with respect. People say it's not that deep, but I say that I don't do it for those people. I do it for myself. It is one of the ways that I show up for myself but it's saying to the world that I am here and I don't have to be small. I don't have to be convenient for you. You will spell my name correctly. 
you will say my name as it should be. I owe that to myself because if I don't, who will? If you ever hear anyone call me anything else, know that there is an intimacy and friendship and they know me in a different way. These people have my full permission. So you have full permission to show up as authentically as you can. It might not be the same as me correcting them on your name, but it might be correcting them on how they perceive you. I just think that we need to start standing up for ourselves and making it known that we are here and we are here for purpose. So in 2020, just like everybody else, I participated in the decluttering of everything out of my house. It was like, I looked around and where did all this stuff come from? <laughs> um, looking in closets, looking under beds, looking in drawers, you name it. But of course, this also included my refrigerator and freezer. And I'm embarrassed at the level of stockpiling I had. But upon closer view, it was food that I didn't even like. In particular, egg rolls. <laughs> so random, right? I bought these egg rolls out of habit because what else are you going to eat with frozen fried rice? But guess what? Don't like egg rolls. I never had. I just bought it out of habit. And that is how I always accompanied the rice. Just like when I was a child. I just did what I saw. Never asking myself, why am I eating it? Um, no one ever asked if I ever liked it. It was a just assumed this is how it goes. These egg rolls became a metaphor for my life and what was happening in 2020. Putting energy and effort into something that I didn't even like or enjoy. Leaving it in the freezer to hopefully be eaten in the future, maybe if I needed something fast and quick, but instead buying anything else subconsciously so I wouldn't have to eat it. Otherwise, I would have to force myself to eat these things that I didn't like. So here's a bright idea. I told myself, um, just don't buy the egg rolls. <laughs> Stop putting them in your freezer. Stop relying that you can't eat what you like. Instead, get what you like and eat that. You don't have to buy food you don't like and keeping it stored, hoping that one day you'll be okay with eating it. You never will, friend. And if you think about this metaphor 
and apply it to certain situations that's going in your life, you know how it translates. So I threw away the egg rolls. Instead, I bought sweet potatoes, radishes, apples. Um, I figured out what my taste buds really like. And that's where I spent the energy and the effort into. I started to get to know me and really like me and my taste. I started to show up more and more. Things I like and that were better for me. And they don't have to go to waste. So I ask you today, what are you storing up hoping to be able to eventually like it one day? What are you holding on to thinking you don't deserve to get what you truly desire? It's better to pursue those things. So let it go, friend, and get what you actually want and what will be good for you and to you. Just be resolved that it will happen and it shall. In this season of life, Philippians 4.11 rings true. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. The go-go culture, the rat race mentality, is great for some. That doing aspect, saying to yourself, at least I'm doing, but I realize doing will keep you stagnant. In America, the first question is, so what do you do for a living? What do you do all day? Um, I work at XYZ Company as it pays my bills. But is that really who you are? Of course not. Life and circumstances causes you to make choices. As such, you have that job. However, while that program is running, you still desire to find the true essence of yourself. I know I did. What I wanted to do was to find the being. In the being is the contentment place of where I know I am enough and the gift that I have as God has designed would want me to use it will bring me the contentment that I need. Being brings about that creativity deep inside you that only has your unique fingerprint on it. You can't magically, magically wake up one day and just be. This is where the real work of sitting still 
and having it evolve. Seeing where you flow, calling on your internal passion and letting it rise. I have been a good little worker bee, doing what I am supposed to do at work and for others while pushing down my being. Looking up and remembering that who I am, what I am needs to be constantly nurtured. When it is not, the anxiety of being lost, dependent on others, becomes overwhelming and not sustainable. As I move forward, the being has become a priority. I want to describe myself as not what I do, but who I am. So I am taking chances. For example, this podcast, to do something I've never done, to show a little bit of my inner workings so I can activate my being and to con encourage connection and vulnerability to attract more and to encourage more being into my life. If you know me, which you will soon get to do, you'll know that this was really hard for me to put myself out into the world on this platform. But I know it isn't for me. So that makes it a little bit easier to know that I can share and operate in my role as a teacher because we all are teachers on this journey of life, sharing our experiences. So I'm happy to do that and happy to move in that purpose. It brings me contentment. So what will you do to pursue your being? It will put you on the path of your purpose. Well, <laughs> it just seems like time flew. I hope it felt that way for you. We just sat down and now it's time to go. Before we say goodbye for the month, I bet you are wondering, why 22? Well, 22 is my birthday. <laughs> so I like that number. But also 22 numerically represents as a master builder. It embodies balance, harmony, and transformation. All that I hope our talks will bring to you, friend a sense of balance, harmony, and hopefully transformation. Until next time, be safe and see you soon.